deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD! Yeah, make a call or not make a call. Hey. I'll tell you what, I'm still fired up about... uh, a, a no call in that Patriots Chargers game that probably wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference, but it's still sickening to watch. I was going to say that, uh, that contest was pretty well dominated. Yeah. 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 It was the, uh, the Patriots were like, Hey, look, we can run the ball and the Chargers, uh, lost one of their key corners and, um, and their scheme, their defensive scheme to stop the run is kind of key, and it it hurt them. But uh, I got to uh, tell you, man, I, I, I hate watching teams go up to, to Foxborough and see that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know if you got to see the play that I'm talking about. There was a delay of game call. Play's blown dead. Two seconds later, Phillip Rivers gets knocked on his ass. And uh, no flag. Yeah, I did see that. It was and, uh, hard to hear. I it was loud. I don't, I don't think the players heard the whistle. Um, Everybody else stopped. Yeah. Well. Regardless, I'm just saying, in, in a season where you're you've put such an emphasis on protecting the QB, and then you let that happen. Hey, yeah, that's yeah, gross. But you know what? Like I said, it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game. I just hate to see stuff like that. Yeah, we had uh, we had three games that were uh, pretty well dominated, and then the the final game of the weekend was a was a bit of a nail biter. Came down there um, with our boy Alshon Jeffrey uh, giving the old uh, greased up hands there and letting the ball get picked off. So. Um, but the yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I'll tell you: in uh, since our team could not be there on championship weekend, I think that we got the two matchups that uh, are the most interesting and exciting. We got all four the top four offenses in the NFL this year. In the conference championships, we got high totals, and that makes for what should be some fantasy goodness this weekend. So, what are you pulling for before we get into any of this? What's your Super Bowl matchup you're pulling for? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I know what I'm looking for. Heart or wallet? <laughs> heart. Heart. Heart, I think I want to see KC and. Dang, 
I don't know. I'd like, I kind of want to see the new guard, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to see KC in L.A. I know a lot of people like Drew Brees, and I don't I don't hate Drew Brees, but I, I'd, I'd like to see two new teams in there, and neither of those teams has been in there for a long time. So that's why I would say KC, L.A. would be my choice for uh, who. I, they gave us that great, great game on Monday night. Um, yeah. Earlier this year, and and if we could get something like that in the Super Bowl, it would be absolute bonkers with all the the pools and and whatnot that that people get going. Um, but you know, I guess um, the other thing you could maybe want is is a couple of teams that haven't played each other, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I want uh, I want KCLA round two. I mean, how exciting would that Super Bowl be? Just yeah, I want that game bad. I want that game in a bad, bad way. Uh, all the respect in the world for Drew Brees and what he does. Uh, I don't care too much for Sean Payton, uh, but. Really don't want to see the Patriots go again. Uh, but really what it comes down to is uh, I'd love to see Andy Reid get there and maybe get his finally. And uh, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to root against Sean McVay and the Rams with what they've you know, what they've been able to accomplish in their quick turnaround. So I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of narrative options, but I would really love to see round two of that matchup. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. I think more uh, when it comes to uh, innovative offense, and if that's what you're into in football, which is which I really am, uh, I'd like to see the new guard uh, in, in the Super Bowl with Mahomes and Goff. Uh, there's, there's a lot of exciting young players on those teams. Uh, and, you know... It, but it, it totally will not shock me to see Brady and Breeze in there going at it, you know, kind of kind of a one last who can go out on top thing. I know Breeze hasn't been in the Super Bowl uh, that often, but uh, it, it's hard to argue and pick against uh, these experienced quarterbacks as well, which is what makes these games so uh, interesting coming in this weekend before we go ahead and get into that though did you have any uh notable lineups or victories last weekend i did actually i had myself a, a pretty decent lineup that i i played in a couple different spots unfortunately not in the big spots where i needed to play it um, but I did have a lineup that scored 188.74, and uh, that was swallowing 2.8 out of Nelson Aguilar and one out of the Rams. So you know that that was one of those ones that was right on the cusp. I had Philip Rivers, Sony Michelle, Damian Williams, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Eric Ebron to go with those guys. Uh, you know, got myself uh, two tickets to the the big game showdown and. Uh, I, I got my money back. We'll, we'll put it that way. I got my money back plus some tickets. So uh, a pretty good, pretty good little one. 
Uh, my my next second best lineup was a 148, and that did all right for me too in the, in the play action. Uh, so uh, I can't really complain. Like I said, had I played my big one in the in the play action, I would have really had a bang out weekend. But I can't complain at all because I I got all my money back and then some. So what about you? Yeah, I had a uh, profitable weekend last weekend. It was it was nice. I scaled back my cash play because I just uh, wasn't feeling comfortable after the divisional round on that four game slate didn't go so well I, I wasn't sure there's all that overlap and everything so uh, i did make a cash lineup and played it in in a few head-to-heads as well as a double up and 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 i smashed with that um lineup it it came out with 146.22 it was a Real nice floor lineup with Mahomes, Gurley, Williams, Cooks, Ginn, Thomas, uh, Kamara, and and Eagles D, and and I took the blank from Gerald Everett, but that was a punt anyway. So, uh, I mean, the key key really the two keys to last weekend's slate were Michael Thomas and Damian Williams. Uh, if you had them in there, you probably had a reasonable day. Uh, on top of that, though, uh, I played one of the uh, showdown slates. Uh, well, actually, I played all of the showdown slates, <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> honest. But uh, I had one real successful um, lineup in the New Orleans-Philly game with Michael Thomas in the captain's spot. And... Uh, you know, Breeze, Ingram, Kamara, Sproles, and then Jordan Matthews at 3.4% ownership. And that touchdown put it over the top. That that lineup um, in the showdown was good enough for a tie for 462nd place out of 85,000. And it had a nice little payout to it. So uh, just, you know... On the showdowns, I don't know how much you've played them, but you're going to have a lot of overlap. And if you can find that real low-owned guy um, who does pop and get that extra touchdown that that one of the main guys doesn't get, you're you're going to be like you're going to jump a whole lot of the field. So um, you know, sometimes it's hard to pick pick out the dart you know, hit the bullseye with the dart, but, uh, it's fun to play. I, I like playing the showdowns. They've, they've not been very profitable for me. In fact, they've been, it's been like a slot machine for me. Put it in, see it go by. But, uh, I was profitable this week. Hey, you got to take them where you can get them, right? That's right. So, um, Let's go ahead and move along here uh, into the championship slate. Uh, Real quick before I do that, I want to go ahead and remind you that we have t-shirts for sale. Another bad call. They're pretty sweet. They're really comfortable. Uh, And if you want to get one to support the show, they're 25 bucks. 
help us uh, keep this thing going into next year. Uh, hit us up on social media and we'll figure out how to get you one. So, championship weekend, the first game on the slate is yeah, the Rams at the Saints. Yeah, n- another round two. Yes, both actually both both of these games this weekend are rematches. So, uh, what what can you tell me that you like about Rams Saints this weekend? Uh, what I like is that I have a lot of options. What I don't like is that I can't decide what is best for out of out of those options. Uh, I am likely going to be going uh, running back heavy in this game uh, with one or two exceptions. I don't know how you don't play Michael Thomas. Uh, Drew Brees is leaning on him. I mean, we saw it last week. They got down early, and he said, you know what? If I just throw to Michael Thomas, we're going to win this game. And so he did a lot. Uh, So I, I like the Michael Thomas play. Uh, I'm also a fan of Brandon Cooks, uh, especially coming in at almost 3,000 than Michael Thomas. Uh, again, another one that's going to get targeted, I think, a decent amount. Um, I think he's a decent... I can't believe... It, it, we're calling Brandon Cooks a value play at this point in time because of the way the slate sits. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the running backs in this game, though. Yeah, so uh, the uh, interesting thing with this slate is is that they have priced these players affordably. You know, if if we were saying this was a week thirteen game, these players would have been on average probably one thousand or more dollars. Uh, more expensive than they are this week. Thankfully, they priced them down, so you can fit, looks like three superstars in a lineup um, without too much of a terrible punt. Um, of course, these are the top four offenses, so, you know, they're, they're, they are going to have more viable options. I do love Michael Thomas. He, uh, at home this year, He's got some pretty significant um, home road splits, and he's averaging at home 28 or more DraftKings points, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> you know, he's 8,800, but oh wait, I'm looking at FanDuel. That's that's a problem. <laughs> oh, that is such a huge failure on your part. <laughs> that that is 8,200 on DraftKings, and uh, so I, I I'm gonna be. Hard pressed to make many lineups without him in there. Now I probably will go ahead and make a couple, just because he's going to be so highly owned. Uh, it it's it's kind of uh, game theory wise, it, it's a good idea to try to fade him in a couple of spots, just just in case he does have that stinker of a game. You'll it'll give you an edge on the field. Um, I prefer, uh, I think, Robert Woods to Brandon Cooks. Uh, I mean, both of these guys are, are good options. But uh, if I'm 
if I'm going to pick between the two, I'd probably lean towards Robert Woods just more because I think he gets more of the possession type uh, plays and Cooks Cooks relies a little more on the downfield stuff. Although he, the, inevitably they'll hand the ball off to these guys, all three of these receivers. They, they do have running packages in there for all three of them. So you get that added touch. And Brandon Cooks is back home, and, and he ha- he does have pretty good results in in the Superdome. So as far as running backs are concerned, in tournaments, Alvin Kamara is one of my two favorite plays. Todd Gurley, I think that I'm not going to pay up for him all that much simply because he, he really has uh, – it looks like – He's lost uh, a decent amount of work to C.J. Anderson, and I don't necessarily want to pay up that high if, if he's going to be splitting uh, carries. Now, I know that a lot, a lot, of, a lot of that was game script um, last week. Uh, that you know they're trying to save him a little bit and and whatnot, so. They were they were up and C.J. Anderson was toting the rock pretty pretty well, um, but I I I came across this earlier. Chris Raybon of the Action Network uh, tweeted uh, this this little stat: the, the the Saints defense is top eight in uh, adjusted line yards versus uh, rushes off tackle and off the end, uh, but but seventeenth versus rushes up the middle. And C.J. Anderson has been averaging 6.6 yards per carry uh, straight up the middle. So it kind of points to maybe that might be the place where the Rams should be attacking. As long as they don't get down by a lot, uh, C.J. Anderson is still going to be viable, looks like, to me this week. Which which of these two quarterbacks do you prefer? Oh, uh, in real life or DraftKings? <laughs> well, um, I, I think it's probably for me. It's it's probably real life or DraftKings. I like Breeze a little better just because they're they're the home favorite. But yeah. I'm going to lean towards Goff in this situation uh, more from a lineup construction standpoint for what I'm looking to do. I don't know. That's tough. I'm going to lean towards Goff. Okay. Well, I mean, I I could see that he would be probably – probably one of the best leverage plays on this slate because I think he's going to be the lowest owned of the four quarterbacks. So if, if you're looking for him to um, surprise people, he's just not been very good the last, you know, ever since Cooper cup went down Uh, Goff just, I mean, really his, his production I don't know how they've they've been winning. I I, I guess they've been winning through the run game and C.J. Anderson here the last 
handful of weeks, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna call it the Todd Gurley factor. That's <laughs> that's uh, I I expect that he'll be used a little bit more this week than he was last week. Uh, the last time that the Rams were uh, at New Orleans, the uh, golf went for 391, three touchdowns and an interception with a, a 115.7 QB rating. So, yeah, the the options there. I mean, if he if he puts up 303 touchdowns and you've paid 5400 for him, I think you're sitting all right. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, the Saints did just lose Sheldon Rankins for the year too, so. You know, you're you're adding in extra options here. They're they're losing a little bit of their pass rush. Um, I don't know. I understand he's the least explosive of all the QBs as far as um, I'll say least exciting as far as what you think he's going to be able to do. Um, well, I don't know. I I just like him this week. Okay. Well, I mean, the the. Uh... Since they since that Monday night game against the Chiefs when he went off for forty DraftKings points, he's only had one other that was in uh, that was in the mid mid November. He's only had one other game uh, where he's scored more than eighteen DraftKings points. So uh, maybe... yeah, I mean you got us. I got to look at those games and what game scripting was doing at that point in time too. So maybe he's. Uh, Maybe he's due. I don't know. Um, Breeze, I think, is certainly a viable option. Uh, being being two games slate, you're going to want to stack these games up. Uh, most correlated, best correlated would be quarterback, one number one wide receiver, opposing number one wide receiver. So, you know... Uh, a breeze, Thomas, Cooks, or or Woods, or maybe both. You know that kind of stack, or, or even even the other way with Goff. Uh, I think I think Kamara works in well uh, to those stacks with uh, his. He's been getting looked like a sixty-five percent uh, touch share. Seems like somewhere around there. Um, Ingram really hasn't been utilized all that much you know he get he get a few series but Kamara's been in and all the big moments and he's been getting all the goal line goal line work as well so um i don't know it's uh <laughs> there there are so many options so try to fit together what Looks good. I I prefer myself Breeze. Now, um, I don't know about you, but I've messed around with punting tight ends, and I I've put Ben Watson and Gerald Everett in the lineups, and and you know these these guys just really are punt plays. They don't have um, n- nobody has above a zero floor in this game. So I'm not really sure if tight ends the position. I'm guessing at defense, your guess is as good as mine this week. These, <laughs> these defenses are all in for a little bit of a hurt. And I guess you're hoping for some, uh, uh, 
points from turnovers or or uh, sacks. But again, yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to with these offenses at this point. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, you got your your top four scoring teams. This is what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, the the thing is, they're the top four scoring teams, and they all protect the quarterback very well. So, uh, it's it's punt city. It doesn't matter which one. I I, I suppose New Orleans would be the best of the bunch from a possible defensive standpoint, but I wouldn't really count on too much hopefully hopefully you don't have a defense get you negative four like the chargers did for me last week yeah i i think sadly that's the risk you're going to run with a couple i mean really any of these defenses i don't think are going to be where you're looking to get a ton of points but it just might be the thing that's the difference maker you know with such a small slate so sure thing well, let's go ahead and move along to our next contest. Uh, which... Hang on, but before we get to that, I got to ask you if you can only pick one running back from the uh, Saints Rams game. I'm picking. Which Kamara. one do you take? I, I, I'll, okay. go, I'll go Alvin Kamara. Uh, he had okay. uh, thirty-three point six points in his last matchup with the Rams. Uh, one of their weaker points. Uh, would be the re- receiving back on the edge. So um, I, I think that's probably your best bet. How about you? Yeah, I can't really argue with that. The last time these two faced, I said, you know what? This is going to be a Mark Ingram game. They're going to want to keep the Rams off the field and just <laughs> hammer Mark Ingram home. And the exact opposite happened, and I think I don't think he did much of anything. I'm not even sure how many carries he had. Let me look really quick. But um, part of me wants to go that route again, but history says don't do that, you idiot. So, yeah, nine carries for 33 yards the last time. So <laughs> that won't do it in this type of a game. No, certainly not. Um I do have to agree. Kamara's probably the best option. So, that being said, I don't know how many lineups you plan to play this weekend. I'm I'm probably going to look to put about 10 lineups out there. So, I will have one or two with with Ingram just as a... How many, <laughs> how many have you built already? Uh, I've actually only built one so okay. far. And, and uh, there's a chance that number of 10 gets up to 20 i don't know we'll we'll see <laughs> and and i play considerably less i usually do like three lineups a week <laughs> so, I, i'm gonna build a core of probably you know one like a core lineup that has like five guys that are that'll be in three or four lineups and sprinkle in some of the other dart throw type plays just just to you know if that core goes off then i have a chance to really make some money but i i don't because all four of these teams are so good i want to have some pieces of of everything just so that i have a chance to get up high in some of these tournaments but i i i'm focusing 
on I got I got the nickel three max again and there's a uh, $4 tournament that pays it's I forget how many entries total but the top 150 entries went a hundred bucks um, multiplier uh, so those, those are the ones I'm focusing on the most I'll have some some fun you know probably probably too many lineups in the play action but it's we're we're getting down to the end here so it's my it's the last <laughs> you're you're scratching that itch as much as possible right now. well it's it's gonna it's gonna be a long six months <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I feel like we need to get Gamblers Anonymous as a sponsor. I, I'm trying <laughs> to not uh, we'll, we'll try not to lose too much in the off season in NBA and golf. <laughs> but mm. I, I I entered a golf tournament this week. Uh, well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so the other game on this, uh, which has got a little bit of a story line with the possible weather, would be it's it's the uh, it's the Patriots and uh, and the Chiefs. I mean, it's always the Patriots. They're they're always in the AFC championship, but uh, they're they're at Kansas City this week in another matchup that that gave us some fireworks earlier this year um so i'm i'm interested in in your thoughts on this game because you know it started off the the game opened at a like a 57 um when when they got news of the cold impending uh negative possible temperatures the the lines started moving uh, down now it's not looking like it's going to be quite as cold as they had anticipated so um i don't i don't imagine it's going to affect too much the totals at 55 and a half right now i could see that line moving up even a little bit more uh, as we get closer to game time and whatnot yeah uh, with the polar vortex that they were calling for, uh, it definitely changed the way I was looking at things momentarily. Uh, then I looked at two factors from the Patriot side and, uh, you know, one or two factors from the Kansas city side, uh, on the Kansas city side, um, Andy Reid knows how to call a game in bad weather. You know, he spent a lot of time in Philadelphia uh, Kansas City doesn't always have the best weather, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Uh, I have no doubts that guy could uh, sling a rock uh, pretty much anywhere, anytime, from any position. The question is going to be, uh, is anybody going to want to catch it if it's frozen solid? On the on the Patriot side of it, as you mentioned, they are there all the time, and they proved last week that when they want to run the ball down your throat, they can. Uh, which plays really well in these cold environments. And uh, 
they have a history of playing with underinflated balls, which will likely be the case in the, if the weather's cold. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it could be it could be a fun one. Uh, something for, something <laughs> tells me that uh, they're going to keep those uh, those balls away from Bill Belichick and his his uh, equipment managers. Uh, yeah. for, <laughs> and, for the and here here just just a quick update. I, I pulled up the forecast. Currently, uh, Kansas City Sunday is now predicted to be a high of 28, a uh, low of 21, so and little to no wind. So I'm going to say that the weather's not going to be much of a factor at all uh, in this one. Uh, well, I'm wondering what, if we're looking at some different things here. I'm just on the Weather Channel. Uh, this is a 540 kickoff. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm looking at uh, 19 degrees at kickoff, and down to 15 by 10. No, but not a lot of precipitation. Not a ton of wind. Doesn't really matter. Uh, we all know how the weather works. Uh, they could predict that, and then it could be 45, or it could be negative four. Uh, you just never know. Uh, for what it's worth, this is likely the game that I'm looking at from a defensive standpoint. Um, again, I think the Patriots are going to lead on that running game a little bit again this this week. Uh, on top of that, I saw a, a, a next gen stats. I had this, sorry, NFL next gen stats has a stat on <laughs> his time to throw last week was two point three three seconds. That was his average. That's crazy fast. Now. Part of that was because his intended error yards, intended error yards, was 4.3. So he's not he's not trying to throw bombs. Uh, they were doing short, quick pass games to avoid that pass rush from San Diego, and using that run game. And I don't see any reason why they don't do that again this week. Um, I actually really like the Sony Michelle play again this week. Yeah. Uh, can't, that is one of the weak spots for Kansas City is is the rush. Now, um, the problem is is if they get behind, then that that whole rush narrative is not going to be um, an ideal spot. Part part of the reason Tom Brady's uh, passes uh, were getting off so quick is because he targeted. James White 17 times last week, 15 receptions. I like James White again. I don't think that uh, I, that Sony Michelle is going to have another game. Uh, clearly, you wouldn't count on three touchdowns uh, on any week, but I just have a feeling that they're going to be trying to play catch-up, and, and the way to do that is going to be through the air. My favorite player... From a New England standpoint is Julian Edelman. The guy just knows how to run extremely efficient routes and gets open, whether it be in the short or or mid-range. He doesn't go super deep a lot, but I don't the Patriots haven't been doing that all that much this year, with the exception of maybe Philip Dorsett, who I likely will have some shares of uh, 
this weekend as well. Uh, the uh, Tom Brady certainly is. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to dispute that he's the best quarterback uh, in of all time in the NFL. Unfortunately, the Patriots have been terrible on the road this year. They're three and five, and they lost to teams like Miami and Detroit. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm leaning more towards Kansas City side. I know that the uh, Patriots like to try to take away the best option. Uh, and Historically, they've been trying to limit Travis Kelsey. He's only had one game more than 60 yards um, and only one touchdown, I believe, against uh, the Patriots. But Tyreek Hill has been an absolute monster in four games. I think he's got a total of 375 yards and four touchdowns or something like that. So, and and Sammy Watkins looked to be healthy last week. And I, I kind of like, like him. Uh, my favorite quarterback on the slate is Pat Mahomes. 6600 is a price we haven't been able to buy him at in a long time. And he's just been dynamic. Even when he doesn't throw four or five touchdowns, he tip, he makes it up on the ground. He'll get you some yardage and, uh, and even a touchdown here and there. So... To me, I'm probably leaning more. Uh, my favorite stack from this game would probably be Mahomes, Tyreek, Edelman, White. But one guy we haven't talked about who has been pretty much a stud the last three weeks for Kansas City is Damian Williams. He's, uh, he's my second... Actually, yeah, he's my second favorite uh, running back on this slate behind Kamara. Really? Yeah, 30 touches last week. 29 DraftKings points, 6,400. I don't think that uh, it matters whether Spencer Ware plays or not. He's just really taken over that lead back role. And... He's, he's involved in the passing game. So uh, at that price, it's going to be hard for me not to use him. Hmm. I, just, I just think it's interesting that you, you called him your, your favorite uh, on uh, in this game. That's all. There's after, I mean, James White with, I mean, as you said, 15 receptions last week. I'll take the under Maybe. on... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the under on 15 uh, this week versus last week. I mean, James White has been a monster the last couple of years in the playoffs, and I, I don't know why they kind of went away from him uh, once Rex Burkhead got healthy again. Last week, though, Burkhead didn't play that much, and they went back to utilizing White. If that's the case, fine. But the problem is White – for as good as he is, he doesn't get in the end zone very often. Uh, he, he did earlier in the year 
when Michelle was out, but Michelle's getting all that goal, goal line work. Um, and so really it's a, it's a split backfield there. So when Damian Williams has got pretty well control path, um, th- that's, that's the thing for me, the new Orleans backfield is, is a timeshare, um, with the emergency emergence of CJ Anderson, that LA backfield is, is been a little bit of a timeshare. So, uh, Damian Williams getting the bulk of that work in the most. He's, uh, I think he's underpriced and, and a, and a great value. Yeah. I can't argue based on, you know, what he's been doing lately. Um, I, that's the thing when you get down to these, these slates, I mean, you're talking about these four teams, there's not really a bad play. I mean, there's, there's a couple that obviously you just, you avoid, um, Spencer Ware, I think, is a don't play. Uh, Daryl Williams is a don't play. Burkhead's interesting because I, I feel like if you call him a don't play uh, just because it's the Patriots, he'll have the 60-yard, two-touchdown game because Even if he doesn't have 60 yards, he could have easily have a 12-yard, two-touchdown game. Uh, yeah, at which point in time, you know, he's giving you 13 points at 34, you know, he could be a, a, a lineup breaker, a tournament breaker for people. And, and even if, but even if you don't use him and you do use white and Michelle, he's going to suck those touchdowns away from those guys. So uh, that's, that's why, you know, it's, it's hard. Anytime you want to play and try to guess what Bill Belichick's going to do, you're probably gonna guess wrong. <laughs> that is a true story, my friend. It's a true story. What about you? You got anybody that you absolutely would not play in this game? I mean, aside from your your obvious uh, Garrick Dieter down there, I'm sure you're probably not gonna play him. Um. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 ninety five percent sure that I don't want anything to do with Gronk. <laughs> the only thing that has me pause on, on saying 100%, I won't have any Gronk is like, this could be his last game. And, and I could see them, you know, he hasn't really done much this year. I could see them, you know, even if, if, if they're down and they're coming back late, I could see him getting like garbage time TD or something. The and, Antonio Gates treatment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, the, you know, Travis Kelsey to me is this, the tight end position this week is so difficult. Travis Kelsey is like the only, only viable option at tight end yet. He has not played or matched up well with the Patriots. So at that 7,000 price, you know, you're not going to get likely full value but who else do you want to play? There's there's not another tight end that you really feel good about playing. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I mean, like you said, Kelsey's the one that gets targeted on a regular basis. Gronk at this point in time is a name. 
you know, he still gets considered as a name because of what he's done in the past. And then after that, it's guys that they could get two targets, they could get eight targets, they could get no targets. I'm looking at so, I'm looking at Fantasy Labs models right now. Uh, when you look at the floors, you know they're pretty low for tight ends anyway. Um, like Kelsey shows as a 1.3 floor. I think that's probably a little exaggerated from a floor standpoint. Uh, Gronk has has a 0.4 floor. Every other tight end on the slate is listed with zero as a floor yeah and no none of them has a ceiling of higher than 9.3 and that floor is highly possible for all of them exactly exactly so uh, the only thing the only thing that i think changes that a little bit is if the scores do go out of control because of the way these offenses score uh, you may see that change a little bit because you know, i mean the ball's got to go somewhere when you're scoring 30 to 50 points oh i have no doubt that one, if not three of these guys will have touchdowns this weekend. But I, I don't even have like a confidence level of 10% of that I could guess which one it's going to be. Ooh. Friendly gentleman bet. Which one's going to have the most points? <laughs> uh, if I'm... Oh, gosh. Because I can tell you where I'm leaning right now. I'll let you tell. I'll let you have the first pick. Because how about we each pick two? You want the first and the fourth, or the second and the third? Are we? Wait, are we including uh, Kelsey and Gronk? No. <laughs> are we just talking about the other ones? We're talking about the other ones. Okay, so I, I get. I'll take one and four. Okay. That's fine. Gerald Everett. Okay, and I'll take Higby and Watson. Ooh, all right. Then I'm gonna take Josh Hill. Okay, and and so it'll be Demetrius Harris and Dan Arnold. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. There's there's enough other plays um, from this slate. My my favorite um, lower price plays on this slate would be. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Ted Ginn, and Philip Dorsett. Um, yeah, I 100% agree with those. Uh, I've been building a couple lineups here and there as we've been going through chatting, and those are the names that keep coming up as I build my lineups, uh, partially because of price and because uh, what their target share could actually be. Kirk Kirkwood could could be involved a little bit you know i i could see i could see him but it's going to be hard for me to put him in too many lineups josh reynolds is decent i just the last couple of weeks he doesn't seem to have been uh as involved um so um yeah i i like watkins and and again, quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know that I will have lineups where they're both in. Um, most likely, I'll end up building a lineup where they've, you know, one of them goes in, and then I can put some bigger guys up there. Um, 
because you're going to be real hard pressed to do like a Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Julian Edelman, and then Kamara, and still be able to play anybody else. Oh sure, sure. Like that. I mean, that's the thing with like with the tight ends. You might think you know Kelsey as your flex and put one of those twenty seven hundred dollar tight ends like. Uh, hill or something like that it, yeah i'm i'm just very quickly building it <laughs> building a lineup just just for fun here um i was able to do a lineup with kamara thomas hill edelman and michelle but you, you're doing some digging at tight end and flex <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing. I uh, want we should mention uh, when you're building your lineups, make sure that your flex player uh, is your highest priced player from the later game, just so that if you think you need to swap it around, you have the most flexibility. Uh, to do so did you end up having to do that last week because we mentioned that on last week's episode did you end up having to do any late game swaps last week i did not have to because i kind of i hit pretty well early and i was comfortable i was comfortable with where my lineups were the prior week i had to and it didn't work out but you know if I hadn't, I would have lost anyway. So, yeah, and the thing with that is, if you're if you're really far behind and the flex spot is your highest price player that uh, is likely going to score you the most points, you can't swap him out. If you're uh, in a mid range and that that swap out might might push you over the top, then yeah, you got to do it, but. Um, don't swap just to swap. Oh, no. I mean, here's the deal. You could be in a position where you're set up to, to cash, but if you make the right pivot, you could set yourself up with a chance to get to the top. These GPPs are so top-heavy that... Um, it, it's always tempting. <laughs> I mean, I like I like <laughs> doubling my you, I like for doubling. those of you that like to take risks. Yes. Well, you know, if you if you didn't like to take risks, you wouldn't be playing DraftKings. Well, that's an arguable point for another day. <laughs> well, yeah, I I think I think we will talk about that. Uh, here a little bit in the off season, uh, your risk tolerance is, is something that, uh, that you should consider when, when gambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll call it um, what it is. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just, again, we need to have gamblers anonymous as a sponsor at this point in time. Uh, get out of here. All right, moving on here. You got any last bit of uh, thoughts on either one of these games? Um, 
No, I think that I pretty well covered uh, the the stats and everything that that I liked. Um, I I'm excited, man. These are these are a couple of great matchups, and and I I hope that we got a couple of games that come down to uh, two minute warning football. Yeah, I expect some exciting games. Uh, as always, I won't go into it too excited because then you're you're inevitably let down if you go into it too high of expectations. Um, the other thing that I, I I will say that all the stats and all the numbers are all really great, but playoff football is entirely different. And uh, the numbers may be pointing one way, but a lot of times different things happen be, you know, when you hit that, that playoff point. So uh, the – the playoff weeks are the big weeks where I really follow my gut. Uh, it doesn't always, always work out, but you know, you take in the data and then, you know, what's your gut tell you and go with it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's enough viable options. You're not going to be able to cover every square, even though it's only two games. However, um, if you want to give yourself the best chance to make a, uh, a nice profit kind of look and try to build on a core and, and just change it up a little bit, you know, off, off the core. Uh, if you, if you do try to cover too many, too many options and spread it out too much, uh, you're likely not going to win money unless you have one of them go pretty pretty high up the uh, leaderboard well don't you uh, have a little uh, announcement uh, that you want to make here yeah i do so you mentioned at the top of the show uh, about these awesome another bad call uh, shirts that we've got and uh, to get them out there a little bit what we're going to do is we're going to have ourselves a DraftKings tournament and uh, whoever gets first place in that, we will uh, try to get in contact with you and get you uh, one of these shirts. Uh, you can find it on DraftKings. It is titled Another Bad Call Podcast. There is a $1 entry fee. Uh, it is only open to 100 contestants, and it is public. Uh, so uh, those people that are gambling degenerates like Justin will probably find it without anything. So if you want to get in, you better get to it quick. Uh, and it's it's going to pay out to the top ten. Top prize is uh, twenty two fifty, I believe. So, uh, pretty good return on your money with good odds when you're only talking about a hundred people. And if you win, uh, you get a shirt. So, uh, get on it. Justin and I will both be playing in that as well. Now, obviously, we, we can't win the shirt, uh, but uh, come out and show that you're better at this than we are. Yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and get that link out there too uh, on social media. We'll we'll try to uh, send invites to those of you who we're friends with on uh, on DK, um, and go ahead and feel free to share. You know, it's just another way, way we're trying to uh, give back to our loyal listeners, and we we'd like to uh, keep growing growing the podcast uh, the more people we get listening uh, the more jazzed we are to um, to keep doing this uh, we're, we're, we've had a blast so far this year uh, we, we're gonna have one more 
uh, podcast for this 2018-19 NFL season. That'll be two weeks from now. Uh, we'll go ahead and take the week off um, and, and then come back with a Super Bowl episode where we'll recap that. We got a couple of other little things to talk about, and uh, and we'll give you uh, we'll give you an idea of what we're going to be doing during the off season. We're not going away completely, but we won't be doing it uh, every week. So um, only only two good weeks of football left to enjoy. So make sure uh, make sure you're getting your fill. Uh, DraftKings is a is a fun little way to uh, add some excitement to what you're watching and um, whether you're playing the the two game slate or the showdown slates uh, we'd like to hear uh, which players uh, you're interested in so um, why don't we go ahead and wrap things up here and JD where can people find you Hit me up in those usual spots at JD West 22 on Instagram and Twitter and uh, the same on DK. Uh, come on out and find that another bad call podcast tournament and uh, try to win yourself a shirt and prove that you're better than Justin and myself. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Justin M West on Instagram, JMW 1977. Find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, anotherbadcall at gmail.com, and check out my blog on anotherbadcall.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>